Athena, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Welcome to Folks Alert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, funny thing is, um, you know, we've been trying to do this for a long time and we just didn't, it just didn't happen. And it finally did. Yeah, life has been busy. <laughs> busy. I can I can imagine. I can imagine. You have a a, a newborn, right? How old's your your youngest? My youngest is three months today. Well, so that makes sense. You're not having much sleep dealing with a young baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me, I know. I got a four year old. I got a, a, an eleven a ten year old, and I got an eighteen year old that's in college. So, but, um, my four-year-old, he's like now getting out of, you know, you know, he's past that stage, but he's still a handful. You know, my 10-year-old, he's cool. My 18-year-old, she's off doing her own thing. I'm not cool dad anymore. So I can understand. Um, you know, for people who may not know you or people who do know you, they may see you on social media and I didn't know who you were. Okay. Someone sent me your videos of you doing your live on Instagram and I never saw it. I never saw it. So, um, I think you sent me a message and then, or wrote a comment or something. And then I went to, to send you a message or vice versa, somewhere along the line. And then when I went to the message, I saw there was message from you or message from someone in my inbox. And I was, like, Oh, great. But then I, I like what you were doing though. You know, you were talking about the lifestyle and the game. Well, some people call it the game, but the lifestyle. Um, and you you made a lot of sense and you articulated very well. And I was very impressed. And I was like, yo, I'd love to bring in a podcast and talk about it. And here we are. Yes, finally. <laughs> uh, um, first question, where are you from originally? Because uh, you're Asian. I... Are you from California? No, I'm originally from um, Memphis, Tennessee, but my family, my mom is from Laos and my dad is from Thailand, but he's also half Vietnamese. Um, I did not grow up in Memphis, Tennessee. I had actually transitioned over to Nashville, Tennessee, and I grew up in Glendale, Kentucky, which is like a very small town, maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. K Kentucky. Well, forgive me if I'm if I may sound ignorant. Is that like a farm town? What 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 is? When I think of Kentucky, Kentucky. I'm thinking of Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, that's that's my that's my knowledge of Kentucky. Louisville well, or Louisville? Yeah, right? Louisville. It's right? actually yeah. yeah. I was probably like two, three hours away from Louisville. Um, I was out there for maybe until I was about seven or eight. And mm -hmm. then I moved back in with my mother um, in Nashville, Tennessee. So my mother actually did not raise me. My grandmother did. Gotcha. Um, and then from there, I, me and my mother just had like an on and off inconsistent type of relationship. I ended up going into foster care when I was like 14 years old. But before that, like, I was just in and out of my mother's home, um, going from my cousin's house to my aunt's house. And then I ended up back at my mom's. 
And then I went to my grandma's again, back to my mom's, and then I ended up in foster care. And I aged out at 18. Okay. Now, you having this troubled background with your mother and the, the, the relationship between me, you and your mother, where is your dad in this picture of, of all this? I did not meet my dad until I was 12 years old. Uh Um, He had came in town. We have this thing in our tradition. It's called Lao New Year's. And we have like this big old celebration. Um, He had came into town. And his last words to me, my mom was in an 11 and a half year relationship. And they had split when I was about like in the fifth grade. And my real dad, his last words to me before he just exited out of my life was, you know, don't call him dad, that he wasn't my real dad and that my mom's previous boyfriend was my real dad. And that was it. He just went cold turkey, unfriended me from Facebook, deleted my number, blocked me, and we didn't have any more contact. Um, He had recently just came back into my life and we don't really talk as much because there's just no connection. You know, like I can't feel for a stranger. So we don't really talk. So. And how old were you at the time? At the time of when? When you, when you came back into town for the celebration, you remember? Uh, yeah, I was 12. That's the first time that I met him. Gotcha. Now, you having this the relationship with your mom, do you think that that had some impact on you growing up? Definitely. Um, I honestly feel like not having my mother or my father in my life definitely impacted me experiencing the game and the industry, the lifestyle because I was constantly seeking guidance Mm -hmm. and that was just something that I never really had growing up. And my mom, I noticed that she still does this to this day. She will tell somebody that I'm dating. Oh, you know, because I I tend to date older men Mm -hmm. and that's just because I love their wisdom, but she'll tell them, you know, yeah, she's seeking a father figure and that's not what I'm seeking. It's honestly, I'm seeking her. You know, because till this day, we still have our indifferences. And I've kind of just learned how to accept her for who she is and just cope with it, you know. Okay. Uh, how old is your mom right now, if you don't mind me asking? She is 46 years old. She will be 47 in October. Okay. Have you took a, maybe sit down and try to, to, to talk to her? But before you answer that question, do you have any other siblings? Um, I have two brothers on my mom's side. Okay. Uh, one is younger or older. Both. My little brother is seven years old. No, I'm saying so they're younger than you. No, no, no. My older brother, he's I don't know, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, and you're young. You have a younger brother. Now, have you? I'm I'm sure because when I asked you this question, you smiled. So I'm sure you've made some attempt to talk to your mom. Yes, it's just kind of like trying to get a brick wall to talk to you. That's you know, it, it's it's no use. Honestly. Understood, understood. So now y- you aged out in foster care, mm-hmm. and 
if you went there when you were f- 16, so you spent maybe four years in foster care, right? Well, I went when I was 14. Yeah. 14. Okay, so you were there for like six years. What was like yeah. dealing with that foster care system? Do you think that, I mean, did it, was, was it a positive experience? I mean, what was that experience like? Because, you know, it would help me with yeah. my, my, my following questions. Um, so my first foster home, it's very uncomfortable. I was honestly just scared to even come out of my room. I was scared to go eat. I was scared to use the restroom. Um, I had actually ran away from my first foster home, Mm -hmm. which led me to this industry. Um, so I was 14 or 15 when I had ran away, I was on the run for maybe like four months. Um, and I had a quote unquote friend Mm -hmm. that had introduced me to somebody from Detroit and he was a pimp or a pedophile, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, I was underage and this is when I got introduced to Backpage. Um, and I was on Backpage for probably about like four months until I got found and I ran away from the guy and the so, shit was just crazy. Right. Like, so when you so when you ran away from your first foster home, that's when you first got introduced to the lifestyle. Yeah. So you were in the lifestyle as a minor. Yes. OK, so now you um, and how did you get back into the foster care system? Did you get arrested? Yes. So, you know, it's crazy. Um, I had actually had a dream that this guy's house that I was at, that the police had just raided the house. Because right. he had like surveillance cameras outside of his home. And I was just sitting there one day and I just remember looking at the TV and I just seen like the whole house get surrounded by police. Mm. And they had a search warrant to come search the home. And I had just went out there, you know, and they took me back to the DCS office and put me back in the system. And they had to try to find me a home to go into, which is where I met my second foster mom. And that was my last. And that was actually a very good experience. Like her and I actually have a really good relationship to this day. Understood. So now you, you aged out at the foster care system. And then you, you know, at what point now you're an adult, you get back into this lifestyle? So I aged out at 18 and I had my daughter in 2016. Uh Shortly after that relationship, I got jumped right straight into another relationship. And um, after that relationship had ended, it ended maybe like 2017, beginning of 2018. Um, I didn't really have a job. I don't do well of like nine to fives. I just have like this entrepreneur spirit. So I just didn't sit well with that. I had actually went on to seeking arrangements and was doing like dates on there and Fast forward, this is where I went to Miami and met, if you guys tap into my IG Live TV, this is where I met Jones. And this is how I got introduced back into the lifestyle, but just more like advanced, I guess you would say. Okay. Now, when you met this guy, Jones, 
did you meet him in Miami or did you guys had some kind of pre-communication prior to you going to Miami? Because No, I had actually met him in Miami. <laughs> no, I'm I saying but I'm saying but from coming from Memphis, Tennessee to to Miami is kind of like a stretch unless you were kind of like looking at the lifestyle from maybe social media seeing what was going on um or you decided to go to Miami to to do what you were doing now, I, i'm just trying to get get a, a, no, a, an idea of, the, um, of how this how this happened yeah so i was actually talking to someone from memphis mm -hmm. and we were on FaceTime one day and he's like cracking up and he's like, you know, you got to go follow this guy. He is hilarious. You know, so I follow this guy and this guy had actually hit me in my DMs, oh. which was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, who is this? But that wasn't who Jones was. But me and this guy were talking and he had asked me, have you ever been to Miami? Oh, you know, and I was just right. like, no, you know, I've never been. <laughs> And then we ended up going to Orlando the first night. Then we went to Miami. And before okay. I had met Jones, he said, you know, we're about to go stay at somebody's house, but he's a pimp. And I was just like, what the hell? You know, okay, like, fuck that shit. Like, I'm not down with that did you, shit. Like, did you I ever, Did you ever had a pimp prior? You had a pimp before, prior to him, prior to meeting this guy, right? right? Because you were 14. Right. N now, right. you're here, you're 18 at the time or older, right? When right. you went to Miami? You, how old right. were you? I was 18. You are 18. 18. So you had your daughter when you were how old? I was pregnant when I was 17, and I was 18 when I had her. Okay. All right. So you go to Miami. You're a young mother. So obviously you're thinking about feeding your, your daughter and taking care of her. Um mm -hmm. And I'm going to assume that's probably one of your main motivation. Right. So now you get to Miami, you hook up with this guy, this pimp, you know, and I'm sure he's doing the bells and whistle. You know, you being yeah. Asian and, you know, in the, in the lifestyle they call Asian chop shop. Now, <laughs> now, when you get there to Miami, having the previous experience, you kind of know how things kind of work. Right. I mean, every pimp is probably different, but you kind of have an idea of what this is and, you know, how it should go. So you end up with this guy. Um, how long did you stay with him? Um, I was with him for probably about a year and two months. It was on and off because I left twice. And the second time I was just gone for good. Why, why did you leave the first time? The first time I had left because I just felt like he was not holding his end of the bargain. Um, I was just so unhappy. Well, when you say, well, hold I, on, hold on, before you go, before when you say holding his end of the bargain, you got to be a little bit more specific. What do you mean, what, what bargain? This is pimping and hoeing. It ain't, ain't no bargain. <laughs> the only bargain is for you to hand the money over, right? Isn't that the bargain? <laughs> Well, no. that's not what I was told. <laughs> so, the, you know. Right, right. Okay. Well, well, he made promises. What was the promises he made to you? He all told me, okay, so we have to touch back base on mm -hmm. my daughter. She 
my custody had gotten taken away from her. Right. Um, so I no longer had primary custody. I still have my rights, but I no longer had primary gotcha. custody. And gotcha. this is way before I even moved to Miami. Gotcha. And Jones had knew this. Mm-hmm. So when I came to him, this was an issue and something that I was dealing with. Um, and he had told me that, you know, okay, well, you're already on seeking arrangements. I'm just going to take you and bring you up to speed, you know, and you'll be able to start your own business. You'll be able to get your daughter back. You'll be able to have your own house, your own everything, you know, we can get lawyered up. Pimp talk. That's pimp talk. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So he definitely did. I got finessed. Right. He he finessed you. He finessed you. Now, here's the thing. I was, um, I will come back to that. I, I was on your IG live and you were having a conversation with, I guess, one of your ex-wife-in-law or females that was working with you. I want to play a clip of this. And she kind of spoke to um, a little bit of what you just said. I want to play a clip of this for people who are watching um, because it kind of explained what you were just saying. Now, let's play this okay. clip. We'll come back. Into. Maybe because I thought that, okay, since I've been doing it and I know a little bit about it, but I didn't know really, you know, about it until he taught me, you know? Right. Right. And it was just, a, it was weird for a minute until I seen, you know, the girls and I seen everybody there and like, they were like owning up to stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can dig it. But like, I, whenever I was making that much, and not seeing nothing, when I say nothing at all, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know how I'm put this. I'm never going to, you know, talk down on him. I'm never going to say shit about him because he taught me so much. I mean, like, so much. Definitely. And... So before you had gotten down with us, um, because I believe when I came back, because I was gone, you know, I had left him and I came back and you were there. Um, Before you had gotten down, had you done anything like it before? You said you were dancing since you were 18. No? No. I've never been with nobody. I didn't know nothing about, you know, you know, the as game. far I as never... like that side of the game. Yeah, I was. Oh. Now, now it's kind of, it's got to be kind of odd that now that you're having this discussion with, with ex-females that was with you and you guys are comparing notes. So uh, apparently he told her the same thing or something right. quite similar because he didn't keep his bargain with her. Now, I, I got to ask you this. I mean, you're Asian from Asian descent, she seems to be Asian as well, right? Right, she is. She is. What the, where is she from? Uh, she is Cambodian. Okay. What are the odds? This guy's Jones. What's his nationality? Um, white. White? White, yeah. White guy? Yeah. You're joking, right? <laughs> no. A white pimp. I wish. You gotta be um, fucking kidding me. What's the odd of a white pimp having two Asian chop chop? What 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 is that? I I, I can't even wrap. Wait, wait a minute. White pimp, two chop chops, 
not keeping the end of his bargain. <laughs> I'm thinking Jones. I am. I hear in the name Jones. I'm thinking African American. No, he's You're not. serious, he, right? Well, his skin tone is white. He was saying that he's like mixed, but no, you're white. Oh, he's white. Yeah. White. <laughs> you were there for a year. You leave. Um, then you come back, and he's got a, another chop chop. Yeah. So, yeah. you being in the lifestyle, you know... The Asian, and I got to ask you this. You have your Asian money, which is a different kind of money. I'm just telling you from what I've heard. Then you have the snow money, which is white females. That's good money. Then you have the black female, which they call duck money, which some people say is not good money, but you can say there's some black females that make a lot of money, right? Definitely. What did he tell that? Do you know what he told that chick to, to get her? Was he, before you answer that question, is it because he was white, was it more safe for him to, to get females? Because females see he's a white guy, and, you know, he might have the escort agency finesse and, you know, versus a black guy. Do you think that was it? Um. Honestly, I think it was because we were all from Memphis and people that we knew were like connected with him or they knew of him. Mm. So Memphis is just, it's a small town, but I guess for us, you know, I'm the, I can't really speak for her, but for me, it just felt good to be with somebody and it felt a little bit more safe, quote unquote, because it was like, okay, you know, we're from the same city. People that I know know him, so no harm, no found, you know. He's from Memphis as well? Yes. Oh, so he's from Memphis. Okay. It's, you know, mm -hmm. that makes sense. That makes sense. But Memphis is pretty much, that's like a pimping whole town. There's a lot of pimps <laughs> out of, no, I'm just, I'm being serious. There's there's a lot of pimps that yeah. come out of Memphis. I mean, you could have find you could have found yourself a, a black pimp, you know. Yeah. Spanish pimp, you know. But that's that's fine. Yeah. I guess he's a great pimp, you know. I really can't knock his hustle, but I'm just saying, just white pimp, you know, it's not something you really see. It's not a common thing that you see these days. But not to say that it doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. But now you get to him, you leave the first time, you come back, you see her. At what point you told yourself, well, this is not going to work? At at what I mean, because you're making money, you've been there for a year, you've made money, you've seen a lot of money come through your hands. At what point you said to yourself, you know what, Athena, this is just not working. Um, I'm doing myself a disadvantage of my daughter. When did that light bulb go off in your head? As far as like leaving the game forever? Or just no, 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 no. You left the first time. When you left him the first time, how much money? Oh, let me ask. How much money you think you've made the first time before you left? <laughs> Guesstimation. Um. Chop chop money. I want to say roughly a tad bit over a million dollars. Okay, 
So you made a million dollars and you left the first time. Yes. And you've this camera. Oh, that's cool. Listen, this thing with the camera, you can walk around your house. We're not going to miss a beat. You know? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, this is better too. This is way better. Really? Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, So you left the first time and you, you know, you've made over a million dollars. So you should have seen maybe even uh, a lawyer hired to maybe help you with your custody case with your daughter. That didn't happen. You said, you know what? I'm leaving. So you left the first time. How long did you stay when you left the first time? Stay away. Um, I was gone. I actually had shows up with another person mm-hmm. and I was with them for a month. Was I went bl- back to he, Jones. Was he black? Yes. Okay. He was Jamaican. Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the jerk chicken didn't keep you around, huh? <laughs> Oxtail. No. We had actually got into a physical altercation the day that I had left. And I was like, you know what? Like, I was cussing him out. Like, you're square as fuck. Like, fuck you. You know? (laughs) Um, How how do you, how how does he, how how does a a guy, a Jamaican of all people, get a chop chop and blow the action? How's that happen? What did he do wrong to blow you? Um... So I had actually knocked somebody for him. Oh my god! Tell me that and, story. Oh my god! There's, you know, I've been working on being positive, so I'm not going to speak. No, 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 no. You, you. This is this is going to help you on you on your on your um whatever you're trying to do. Talking about it, you know, with help oh, yeah. coping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you knock somebody for him, yeah. Yeah, um, and she was just very problematic. Mm-hmm. Like, this bitch was not making any type of money. And when I tell you that this girl got so fucking happy that she had made $500, I was just like, yeah. Mm-mm. But I don't know what her issue was, but she was just so clingy to me since I knocked her. And now with Jones, like, the whole knocking process is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Now, with this guy, it seems that it was just like, oh, you know, that sure knock, like, you take care of her. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why is she under my instructions? Like, I'm not right. the pimp. But w- you when know? you say knock, for people who are listening, you're talking about when another female brings a female to her, to her folks, to her pimp. Right? Right. 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 So now you knock her, and he wants you to babysit her. Right. And uh, she was actually somebody from my hometown, so she f- didn't. Was she Asian? Was she Asian? She was white. What is that with this? What's going on in Memphis? What what is what is that? <laughs> so you knock her, you bring her home. She's a snow white female, and yeah, it just didn't work. She just- she was just very clingy and very problematic, and this guy had decided that he wanted to do a group meeting. Um, I don't know if he wanted to be Dr. Phil or like what the fuck was going on. So, mm. uh, I just felt like he was ganging up on me. He was just like, oh, you know, like he had her speak her piece and he was like, you know, speak your piece. And I was just laughing, you know, I was like, you don't want me to do that. You don't want me to do that right. because I, I'm at the point, like, I want to fight this girl. So you, you don't want me to speak my piece. And I was just texting, you know, I was actually texting my mom at the point And I was like, look, mom. 
I'm about to book my flight to come back home. Right. You know, like, fuck this shit. So he kept telling me to get off my phone, you know, and this girl that I had actually became very close to and we're actually close till this day, you know, she was like, Athena, like, please get off your phone. And I was just laughing. So this guy decides to grab my shoes and he throws it towards the door. So I'm just laughing and I'm grabbing my shit and he's, I don't remember what the fuck he said because I just blacked out at that point. And I just remember calling him a square ass motherfucker. Like the only reason why you knocked me is because you were trying to get game. Like you're just square as fuck. You have no game. Like boo, you're a clown, you know? Oh, you went off. And yeah, I was going off and we had actually gotten into a physical altercation. Now this guy was like tall. Like he was probably like six, three, six, four. Now, but I didn't for, give a fuck. Now, his, his campaign versus Jones' campaign, I, I'm a, how, how different was it? Because you're coming from Jones being with him to coming to this guy, you know, are you, would, would it safe to say that this guy, Jones, was a little bit more organized? Um, or no? Definitely. Oh, okay. As okay. far as the game, yes, definitely. Like, this guy that I was with, he actually did not have anybody training his girls like the girl that i'm still closest to this day she mm -hmm. had told me you know like i didn't have anybody to train me like i taught everything to myself you know because i was wondering like when we were working together i was like why are you so friendly with these other girls in the club like these <laughs> bitches are not your friend like that's not the way that we were taught and she goes oh well you know they are my friends like they they taught me what i know and i was just like no they're trying to bring you home <laughs> you yeah. know but Hey, whatever, you know, but his, his setup was just a circus, literally. This is why he's a fucking clown. Right. So now you leave him, you go back to Jones. Mm -hmm. And how did, how did that, how did that work out? Well, I ended up staying with Jones for a month before I just went completely renegade. Um, I had actually left him to go to my daughter's birthday mm. and um, I had asked him to stay a little bit longer because my daughter had two birthdays. I had a uh, birthday for her out in Nashville, and then her father had a birthday for her out in Memphis. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Jones, like, hey, you know, I need to stay another week because her father is throwing her a birthday party in gotcha. Memphis. And he just, like, completely blew shit. And I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck you. Like, you're not about to get in the way of me, my daughter. You're like, you've already done enough. Like, fuck you. I'm gone. Um, and shortly after that, I had actually tried to go get all my belongings from Jones. And he was trying to play the manipulative game. Like, oh, yeah, you know, if you want to come get your clothes, like, you got to come back. And I was just like, you know what? Like, no, no, you can have them. <laughs> and to this day, like, I never got my shit back. So. Explain this to me. Why, why when females choose to leave, uh, why do pimps hold on to their belongings? What, what, what's, what's the goal in that? Other than to get them to <laughs> come back, but what's, what's the use? To, I mean, he's not going to so wear the clothes, right? So they can pass it down right? to their new hoes. Is that what it is? I mean, shit, That's... I've seen it for myself. So. Wow. Now, which leads me to this question, you know, you're a renegade, right? You, you leave him and you've, since you've left Jones, you've been a renegade, right? 
Um, I mean, I guess you would say that I actually am not in the game whatsoever anymore. No, no, no. But prior to you leaving, but you, you were a renegade, you know, you right. transitioned out of the lifestyle. And it, let me play a clip and we, we'll come back and we'll talk to this renegade because you spoke about it a little bit um, here in this IG live. And I'll come back and I'll talk to you about that. Um, a renegade is just, I'm a renegade, right? So I don't have a pimp. That's basically what a renegade is. And in the game, you would call me a square. And I don't give a fuck. I'll be a fucking square. I'll keep my own fucking money and be a fucking square. I don't give a fuck. You feel me? Um, but that's just what a renegade is. The difference is... I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, when you're a renegade, you don't have to pay anybody. You're doing your self-discipline, self-motivation. You know, you're working on your own schedule. You're being your own boss. Rather than if you are under a pimp, you have instructions. Now, how long were you a renegade prior to after leaving Jones? Before you said, you know what, I'm done with this lifestyle. Um, a couple of months. It was a little while, yeah. Okay. Now, do you find it was better for you um, as a renegade? Was, was, I mean, working by yourself, not dealing with, you know, someone micromanaging you, you know, versus you being with a pimp? Was renegade... Honestly... I can say yes, because what liberates me is freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't do well with someone controlling me. Um, because like I said, like, I'm very good at having self motivation and self discipline. So having someone manage these things for me was just kind of like a privilege to them, you know, because I am the fucking prize, you right. know, um, so honestly, I really feel like being a renegade was a lot better, um, just for me, you know, I can't speak for everybody else because I do know that some people do need that type of guidance, but you know, when you start finding yourself, like you realize that you don't need that, you know, True. So. now you're going to have some people that's going to see this and say that, um, you know, mainly pimps are going to say, no, 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 no. That's not how the games, that's not how the game is. That's not how the game works. You need to be with someone. Um, mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to that? Are you going to speak to these pimps? <laughs> no, no, no. Speak to how they may say that it's, it's not, uh, a woman should not be by herself. Um, she needs a pimp. I mean, honestly, like, I don't understand what it's for. I've spoken to a lot of women that are in the game or the industry. And, you know, it's not for protection. Because if something goes down while I'm doing a date on the outside, like, this pimp isn't going to be sitting here outside of the fucking door. You know, he might be in the well, car outside some, or some, whatever. Some pimps are actually in the room with some females when they turn into dates. Oh. I've, I mean, I've heard, I've heard pimps being in the room. Oh wow! Do you think I the female would be? 
be I don't think she'll be any more safe whether he was in the room or not. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know the dates that I've been on. You know, the pimp wasn't in the room, right. so. Um, and as far as like handling the money, like I would say, hire an accountant if you're generating that much money. Wow. Hire an accountant. <laughs> I would. Um, go ahead. A lot of pimps would be saying to you right now, "This is blasphemy." Kiko, you're encouraging <laughs> her to promote blasphemy in the game. But you know what? I agree with you. I And here's why I agree with you. There's a whole lot of guys out there getting paid for doing nothing. Literally nothing. All right. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of females are way more know what's going on versus them. Definitely. And I think if more females hold... their pimps accountable for what they're doing i think things would be a a, the lifestyle might be a whole lot better you know that's just my opinion looking from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. you know um but you know maybe an accountant would you know accountant would would keep things on the up and up you know uh uh, some of the females that but before i even get to that question when you were in the lifestyle, where did you primarily work? Did you work the strip club? Did you work the... And I mean, you played... You you had one video where you talked about working in the strip club. Um, mm-hmm. How did that work for you? Was that was that a, a safe... Did you feel safe working in the strip club? I actually felt a lot more safer working mm-hmm. in the strip club rather than working outside. Um, just because, you know, you have a little bit more security, you have your bouncers, um, and the club that I actually worked at, they looked out for me. Like, I went there for my 23rd birthday a couple weeks ago, and they all still remembered me. They had actually told me, like, hey, you know, come back. But, uh, yeah. No going Outside is just... No, no, no going back, huh? No, no going back. I'm actually enjoying what I do now. You know, I've actually learned and I'm still doing research to this day about ways to make passive income that generate six figures or more, which basically if you're in the game and you're doing what you're supposed to do, the minimum minimum that you should be making is six figures, you know, but I honestly just feel like I have so much potential and I'm a lot smarter than to make fast money because all money is not good money. You know, if you're going to make fast money, at least know what you're going to do with it and invest it into something that would make passive income. Because like I said in my lives, you know, this thing is not a forever thing. Like you're going to get old, you're going to get saggy. People are not going to want you anymore. And I've heard it from my own ears. These tricks, clients, whatever you want to call them, they're going to talk shit about you. They're going to get tired of seeing you too. So, you know. Now for... A young lady that's going to see this or listen to this, that who might be considering getting into the lifestyle. And there's a lot of money being generated, okay? A lot. Um, You've witnessed it, saw it firsthand. What would you tell her if she was considering getting into this lifestyle? As we speak right now, there's a pimp in her DM telling her that, you know, he can level her up. And he can upgrade her. What would you tell her? What what would if she gets that DM? What would be your advice to her? 
honestly, you know, I'm not against the whole choosing up thing um, because there are some pimps out here that actually hold their word and value, you know, their name. Um, but honestly, I just favor being a renegade. I'm really speaking to myself as well. I'm really just going back and having flashbacks to myself as to when I got persuaded into going under somebody, right. um, have an end goal, you know, it, it's very hard to trust a stranger, you know? Um, and if you're wanting to do this on your own, reach out to women that are already in the industry or have lived the industry and that actually have something going on for themselves, you know? And this goes to anybody in general, the fastest way from point A to point B is to find somebody that's already at that point B and to pay them for what they know. And that's basically what you're doing with a pimp. Right. You know, you're just paying them for this game so that you can go into the strip clubs or work the track and have a script, know what to use and how to go about it. You know, but there's women out here that would love to help you, um, including me. You know, this is part of reason why I'm doing voicing the game. So, gotcha. question: In one of your IG live, you spoke in regards to finding love. In this clip right here, I want to play it. I want to come back and talk to you about it. For me, that was a big thing because I've been in the game for so long. So, you know, there was. And plenty of guys you know that try to get that side out of me but for some reason there was just a block there and here was this guy and um, he actually got that side out of me so that's just a whole nother story for another day but as far as finding love despite being in the game um, it's very possible. Now, I am going to assume that you're, you found love, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we could say that, yeah. All right. For, how did, how did that work for you? How did you find the person that you're with now? And does he know about your past lifestyle? So funny story, um, I had actually met him at the airport uh -huh. um, in Miami and we had actually, we were on the same flight to Nashville. Um, and this was back in November of 2019. Gotcha. And when I had met him, I didn't have the intentions to like be in a relationship or anything. I had actually tried to charge him like he wanted to hang out and I was like, look, like you got to pay me for my time, you know, if you want to hang out. And um, he was just like, hey, you know, like I'm not on that. But if you want to learn something like I could put you up on game, which he is the reason why I know all of these things to this day as far as like investing your money and just approaching this lifestyle okay. in a what, different what, way. What's his profession? What's the line of profession that he's in? He is, he does marketing. He's like the jack of all trades, but okay. his main thing is that he does marketing. He also speaks out as far as like 
investments, YouTube cash cow channels, um, Walmart automation, Amazon automation, et cetera. So, gotcha. now, so yeah. you, you meet him at the airport, you, you try to make him into a client and mm-hmm. he ended up being the love of your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is his, what's his take on um, the lifestyle? I mean, obviously, you know, he's in love with you. You're in love with him. You know, you guys have probably passed that point, right? Um, so we did not link up until April of 2020. And I was just truthful with him, you know, no reason to lie about what I do. But I told him like, hey, you know, like I'm in the game. Like I have clients. I used to have a pimp. Like he had actually brought up his prior baby mom because he has another baby mom um and he was telling me something about another pimp he said her name and I was like wait I was like this pimp's girl and he had showed me and I was like oh no but when he heard the name he was like she brought up his name before you know but wait, wait. so you're um, saying his baby mother brought up the pimp that you were with name I'm well, that right. somebody that I had spoken to, okay. she had conversed with him, whatever, you know, I don't really know the okay. whole situation on that. I didn't tap into gotcha, it, gotcha, but, gotcha. um, if I'm not mistaken, she used to be a dancer as well. So okay. he was kind of already, I guess in the lifestyle somewhat, but okay. he just did not know in depth what it comes with, you know, when, so when, when you he say, had met when you me, say, when you say in the lifestyle, you mean dating someone that was in the lifestyle, not necessarily right. him being in the lifestyle. Right. Okay. Right. Understood. Understood. Um, but so when he met me, like I was just truthful about what the game is and what it comes with. And he's actually the reason why, you know, I decided to do voicing the game. Like when I had first met him and I was telling him all these things, he was like, you know, why don't you speak out about these things? And I was right. just like, that, cause that's square as fuck. You know, I was already like, I was just so brainwashed to thinking that me speaking out was square. Like this was forbidden, you know? Um, I mean, all you got to so. do, all you got to do is Google, you know, like nothing that happens in this lifestyle is secret. Like people will get on me and be upset of things that I post on the folks alert Instagram page. Like I'm like, they're hiding. But when you look at it, you know, you'll see a female She'll tell social media all her business. She'll even take pictures in the room with the tricks. And then I would ask her for an interview. And then she's like, oh, I don't be, I don't want to be hoe famous. Well, it, the job of a hoe is to market oneself, correct? Correct. Okay. So if you're marketing yourself, and forget about hoes. If you're selling, let me see, you're selling, you know, knives you're selling knives or whatever you're selling you know you want to sell it to the public you would want to expose Mm -hmm. yourself to as much people as possible right i I could never understand and i always said it i I think hoes are are bad marketer and pimps a lot of pimps are bad managers because Mm -hmm. they primarily pushes themselves to maybe a, a group of people which is a very small group mind you, uh, the tricks that's on maybe on the back page on a Craigslist or on these escort sites or even in the strip club. 
there's just a small group of people from the public that goes that that frequents those establishments or go to those sites. You would think that you'd want to expose yourself to a, a broader audience. Why why aren't those more um, in tune with their marketing and promoting themselves properly? You know, it's funny, Kiko. I was actually thinking about this earlier. Really, I was like, you know, I don't think a lot of these women that are in the game know that they have a gift of selling. And if they were to expand and broaden that strength that they have, that skill that they have, like they could sell anything. You don't have to sell your body, you know? Um, But as far as like, you know, if you have to do that, know how to market because it's a part of selling. And honestly, I think that it's just the brainwashing. You know, if you don't have the right guidance, you get brainwashed into thinking there's certain things and certain ways you have to move, you know, but like you said, you know, if you're selling a regular product, the goal is to market, to get out there. This is why people run ads to their business, you know, when you see ads on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. So I agree. You know, I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Another question I want to I want to touch on. Um, before I let you go, I am sure you've seen you're on social media, this push across the country for decriminalization of sex work. What are your thoughts on that? You coming from the lifestyle, um, and back when you were doing it, you know, one of the biggest fear for sex workers is getting arrested. Now that, you know, they're pushing for decriminalization, that complete legalization but decriminalization what's your thoughts on that um you know that's tough you got me there (laughs) no i mean do you think it's you know um i I mean being a mother right do you think it and hey listen some parents may think decriminalization might encourage their kids or their young daughters or their young sisters to to try the lifestyle you know you have Cardi B that's talking a lot of hoish on some real hoish shit, you know, they putting it in your face. Do you are, are you in support of it? I have mixed feelings, you know, because when it comes to my children, it's like, no, you know, I don't. But then looking on the other side, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, I support the women that are in the industry. Um, so I just, I kind of have mixed feelings about gotcha. it, honestly. Um, I, I feel, I so feel I'm, me, I'm neither here or there. Hey, listen, I am, I'm neutral. You know, I think they, I think me personally, I think maybe they, they should do it if that's what they want to do. Fair enough. Um, and I think it, decriminalization will, will be, a safeguard for a lot of females, you know, if something happens to them, they can go and report it. You know, there's a lot of tricks running around out here, beating hoes up, robbing them, doing things. And they're doing it because they know uh, sex workers. 80% of the time may not go to the police. So they're doing what they're doing, moving how they're moving with, pretty much immunity. Yeah. Now, if 
they knew that hey listen we this stuff is decriminalized and it might be legal uh, and a female might go and complain and you know he's got to worry about losing his job on monday you know so i think it would give it would give females a little bit say a little bit more safeguard than they have now so i'm for it but i i i, I don't know if i agree with it being so pushed in people's face that i'm um, i'm just i'm not i don't i don't know i'm not saying it's it's wrong or it's bad you know i'm not i'm not going to go that far but it is kind of pushed in people's face you know i agree but um it was it was a pleasure having you here um i mean i'm happy that you came on you gave some insight into you know your background and you know how you got into it and i'm sure a lot of females you know i don't think it's you know you know people say that you know brainwashed and not talk out i think it was a good thing for you to speak out you know i i think you should do it more and encourage other females because i think talking about it is bringing more awareness to the lifestyle and what's right what's wrong and as i said there's a lot of dudes who are pimping that should not be getting paid you know, and if females want to do it by themselves and pay themselves, by all means, knock yourself out. Go ahead and do it. She might be, she might get further paying herself than paying a pimp. Definitely. Well, I, don't, definitely. I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to say definitely, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying she may. I'm going to say definitely. <laughs> I mean, if she has a good head on her shoulders and she knows what she's doing. And like I said, having that end goal and knowing the step to take you know, she's going to do great on her own. Wonderful. Wonderful. What is, what is next for you? What, what do you, what do you got coming up? What do you got going on? Tell us where people can find you. What do you have coming up um, next? I'm sure you're going to be doing more Instagram video lives. Um, definitely. They can find you at, on Instagram at, uh, that goddess Athena, uh, yeah. on Instagram. And, but, you know, what do you have coming up next? Like, what, what, where do we see you in the next six months, a year? What's your plans? Um, so I actually repair credit now, and that's just the whole nother ball game. Mm -hmm. You know, credit is king, cash is ass. So I'm actually wanting to scale my business and start my own credit consulting services and really just take off with that. Like I actually, it's funny you asked me that because the other day I wrote in my journal what I want in life, how I would achieve these goals and how fast I could achieve them. And without even noticing, I've literally been doing everything to achieve these goals. So that's where I see myself in six months to a year. So hopefully this takes off for me. Understood. Now the credit repair thing, how is that? How does that work? Someone... Do some, does someone contact you with bad credit? How does walk me through that for a moment? So currently, I am having people just reach out to me. I'm doing things the organic way. Um, eventually, like I will scale to where like I have a website that someone can hop on a call with me, um, and you know I'll just consult them and then have my credit repair team repair their credit for them. Gotcha. Um, what's what's the turnaround time? 
it usually takes about three to six months. Now it all just depends like what's on your credit. You know, it could take a little bit longer because we do have to challenge the bureaus with letters. So it just all depends like what's on your credit. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Well, there's a lot of people with bad credit. Um, as you said, credit is king. And if you, I'm in the, me personally, I'm in the process of buying a house. Uh, so it's important, you know, I, I don't think people understand how important it is to have good credit, you know, um, and you, you look on social media, guys are holding handful of cash, which means nothing, <laughs> cash means right. nothing, you know, the, the credit is, is, is key to having good credit. Well, Athena, you can find her on Instagram at that, um, that goddess Athena, please do follow her. Athena, it was a pleasure having you here. You're more than welcome to come back anytime you want. I'd love to have you back, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I'd love to bring you back whenever you want to come back. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you again.